What is up? It's your girl Shani. Let's get into another episode of the Shani Show. Now, today there's going to be no visual. Um, I did move and we de- we had to downsize from two bedrooms down to one bedroom due to COVID and the changes that came with COVID and the craziness that came with that. And it's all love. It's all good. But I'm still trying to actually figure out how to set up my set set how to do my setup now um so I don't I I didn't want to prolong this any longer because it's already been so long since I've done an episode but hey y'all how y'all doing it's so good to talk to you again um I hope you missed me I have definitely missed y'all a lot a lot a lot has going has gone on um I'm actually I think I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a new place. I'm in a new, well, physically I'm in a new place because my husband and I moved um, and, you know, we downsized. So we're still accommodating to that. Um, I have, you know, g- gone through some things. So um, mentally, I'm just not in the same place that I was a year ago. And I mean, I'm grateful for that. Um you know, so there's just a lot of new, a lot of new stuff. And I'm kind of thinking about taking the show to a new level, you know, and, and really talk about some deeper things. Um, I think we could still definitely talk about TV shows because I still am very invested in my shows. Okay. Um, and, and will continue to be, you know, but I think that maybe, um, we might, just get a little deeper. That's, that's kind of where I'm basically, I don't really know what, where I'm wanting to go with the show just yet, but just know that I'm, I want to get a little deeper with y'all. I want to have some deeper conversations about things. And, um, today's father day, father's day, excuse me, father day. Um, today is father's day. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think that this is an opportunity for me to get deep about some stuff. Um, my father and I do not have the best relationship and, um, you know, today I'm not really feeling the, you know, I'm honestly, every father's day is, is kind of hard for me. Um, but like I said, I'm in a new mentality. I'm in a new space, a new headspace, a new place. And, um, I've just realized a lot of things and I've realized how other people have had a toll on me and I've realized for sure, you know, where, how I've had a toll on myself. Um, and like, you know, so I've just been doing a lot of reflecting. I've been doing a lot of self work, self love, self care, and really to get to know myself and really just take a minute to really just be like, okay, I am tired. Like I am physically exhausted from life, you know, like I'm not like suicidal or anything like that, but you know, like I'm just, um, I've been through a lot, you know, we, we, we're all human, you know, we all have stories, we all have testimonies and and whatnot. And so our experiences shape the people, you know, the, the people that we turn into, whether that's for the good or for the bad. And so I've just been really realizing like all the things that have shaped me and molded me 
all of the people that have shaped me and molded me, uh, society and how it has shaped me and molded me and the person that I am now. And, you know, I'm, I'm just realizing all of these things and like my perception of things is different. And it's just like, it's kind of mind blowing, but at the same time, it's very uh, lonely here, uh, you know, on this journey. I know we, if you, we talked about religious uh, versus spiritual, uh, religion versus spirituality on the high frequency podcast um, months ago. That was actually back when we was at the old place. Um, so shout out to Marcus and, the, Marcus and the high frequency podcast. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with my words today. <laughs> I said podcast <laughs> instead of podcast, but, um, you know, we, we gonna, we gonna make it through. Um, but shout out to Marcus and the high frequency podcast. Shout out to all of the ways world podcast network crew. Um, my Kings, my Queens, we've got some men we got men and women on the podcast network making all sorts of content so shout out to all y'all doing the damn thing i definitely think that it was time for me to make another episode so here we are i don't want this intro to be intro to be too long but i'm trying to was kind of trying to catch y'all up with where i'm at in my mind um what's going on why why i haven't did a show in so long so hopefully that speaks to all of that and makes sense for all y'all um I'm ready to jump into this episode. We're going to talk about Father's Day and we're going to talk about black fatherhood and, you know, the roles that fathers play and how important that is. And, um, you know, I'm not like a, I don't have like, I don't have a PhD or anything, but, you know, I just, I'm speaking from my experiences and, uh, you know, I've done some research, you know, so I have that with me. Um, and we just going to have a conversation today, you know, about Father's Day. We, we do celebrate the black fathers that are doing what the hell they need to be doing that have, and even not even, not even biological. Cause y'all, you know, especially in our community, there's father figures and I, um, I, it may not even be in the black community. I think that's like a universal thing. If you, you know, like everybody probably has some sort of father figure in their life, if not, your father. So we celebrate all of y'all. If y'all was doing what y'all needed to be do- doing, if y'all was, you know, especially when it comes to black fathers and women and black women, like I think that that narrative is very important. I think having having that support and having that uh, that kind of blueprint, uh, as long as it was positive, you know, like in your life and how beneficial that could be to relationships in the future with other men, whether it be relationships or, you know, just men that you deal with, um, you know, how having that positive role model in your life, like that father figure, or your, like I said, like, or your father, if you actually, you know, had him, but um, how beneficial that is, in the future for black women, you know? And I mean, it's beneficial for black men too, for sure. You know, like, um, but we going to talk a little bit about that, you know, and I'm, I don't have a PhD. Like I said, I don't, you know, like this is just all from experience and research that I've done. So I'm going to my, cite my sources and tell you guys where I got this information and all that kind of stuff. But this intro is almost nine minutes long. We're getting up on eight minutes. So 
let's go ahead and cut it here. It's your girl Shani. It's time for another episode of the Mother Freaking Shani Show. Let's get it. Tune in. Let's go. All right, and we back, we back, we back. I'm so sorry that we don't have visuals today, y'all, but I'm hoping I'm bringing the energy through the audio. Hope y'all, you know, vibing. Hope y'all feeling it. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm I'm trying to be in good spirits, but I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm a little sad today. Um, you know, it's it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of you beautiful fathers out there that are doing what you need to be doing. You know, um, I know that parenting actually, well, I'm not going to say I know because I don't have children, but my siblings were kids at one point and I definitely had to babysit them, them. So I definitely have experience with babies. You know, I had like four siblings. So, <laughs> uh, and, uh, my youngest sibling is just turned like six. So, <laughs> still dealing with children, you know, like I have, I have siblings. So like, I, I understand, but I don't have any children of my own. Um, as you know, women and I are, we'll, we're married and we'll be celebrating three years of marriage this year. We don't have any children together just yet, but you know, um, I definitely think that women's going to be a great dad. Um, and now that we're like older, you know, I kind of feel I feel that like I feel stronger about that now and it's because like I feel like my uh, what am I trying to say um, I want kids you know so put a baby in me basically <laughs> um, but yeah it's all there there's a lot of other stuff you know like people say like don't have kids until you're ready oh well, how ready can you really be if you've never if you've never had a child before, you know, like you've never ever had a kid before. I don't think you can actually prepare for something that you have never did, you know, like you've never done it. So you don't have the knowledge or, you know, like you may have a little bit of experience. In my case, I have siblings and I've definitely changed a diaper before. I've definitely fed a baby before. I've definitely burped a baby before, you know, like I know how to hold a baby, you know, like, um, it's been a while, you know, so like when, and funny story, because my uh, youngest brother, Chase, he's six and like, um, I mean, six years really flew by. I literally remember him being like one. I literally remember him being a newborn fresh out the womb and like, um, it had been a while, you know, my, my sister before him she's like shit almost 10 now she's like nine eight or nine my sister Sydney um so it had been a while since I had held a baby and then when Sydney was born I was I had just went off to college so like I didn't I wasn't coming home like that you know um I didn't have a vehicle to do that um so like yeah like Sydney's first year first couple years you know I was off at college so like um I really didn't get to spend that much time with her as a baby so when Chase came along it was just like wow mom like first of all wow the fact that you know like you have a newborn baby is like crazy because I'm you know like I'm at the point in my life now where low-key my friends have children and like I'm thinking about children and like all those kind of things. So 
I don't want to rant too long, but yeah, I, it was weird. I forgot how to hold a baby for a minute because it had been so long. But anyway, um, I definitely believe that Wayman's going to be a great father. Um, we still combating on names because I'm telling you, I am not naming our son Wayman Jr. I'm just, I'm not like say what you want, you know, like, Oh, you're, you know, he just wants a junior. He, you know, like, and I, I love that. I respect that, you know, but he lived, the, the child is already a junior because it's your child it's your son. So he's already you junior. I just, I've been telling Wayman like my whole entire life, I've imagined getting married and having children. And I have like names on names on names. And I just like, if we have, cause I'm trying to have like a football team. Okay. You feel me? I'm trying to have a lot of kids just because I want there to be a lot of me on this earth when I'm not here anymore, you know, like, and just, you know, like to stay connected to all of that and have, just have like a fucking, sorry for the cursing, but just to have like a big old parts of me still here, you know, and, and still, I, that's, that's why I want a lot of kids personally. <laughs> I just want there to be a lot of me left here when I'm gone because I really do not want to die. And I, I, you know, like, I, I don't want to, I know that everybody does. I know that it's something that you can't, you know, like it's inevitable. We are born and we die, you know? Um, so yeah, anyway, let's get off of that topic. Um, let's get into what is a father? What is a father? I mean, the actual definition from the dictionary says that father means a man in relation to his child or children. Um, some similar words are dad, patriarch, you know, um, there's a, let me see, there is a verb father. Um, it's the cause of a pregnancy resulting in the birth of a child. He fathered three children which means he, he, you know, like, you you know what that means. A man and a woman, when they love each other, <laughs> get into the birds and the bees, you know. Um, but the father is the male parent of a child, you know. Um, that that's, that's, that's what a father is. And um, some people get the opportunity to have like I said earlier, father figures, you know, like uh, for me, for instance, I have an uncle um, and that's my mom's brother. And I grew up, you know, he lived at, he lived with my grandma. So like he was always around. Now he kept to himself and still in my adult age, he is still very much to himself. Um, and I think, uh, but you know, like my grandma passed. So like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. So uh, I think we're all still dealing with that, even though it's been about like four or five years now, but we're all still dealing with it because it was very unexpected, um, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that'll maybe, you know, anyway. Um, but I definitely grew up with a man in the house, you know, my uncle, Mikey, um, and he was just really to himself. You know, there's, that's really as specific as I want to be. 
You know, he wasn't abusive in any sort of way. He wasn't, you know, he loved us. He watched us. He um, would cook for us. You know, he would make us things. Uh, We would have fun with him, you know. Um, But he was very, 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 very to himself. Um, So, you know, I'm grateful for him because there was someone there to keep an eye on me and you know, when it wasn't just me anymore, when I, when my siblings started coming into play. Um, so I'm very grateful for him, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, like he was not my father. And I think that I was me, uh, as far as my experience, I think that I was like, um, I don't know, like, I obviously knew that he wasn't my father. And I don't think I wanted him to be, but I don't know, like, it just, the relationship just, it never got, you know, like it never got expanded on. Like I just kind of grew up. He was always to himself. And I don't know, like we didn't really talk about a lot of things in my family either. So um, I never knew why he was so to himself. And all I had to do was just ask. And I don't know, I I never did. So maybe maybe one day. But he was essentially kind of, kind of like a father figure um, in my life. And then there's my sister's father who like for a minute, I kind of felt like he, you know, like since my dad wasn't in my life and like my mom was involved with my sister's dad, I thought maybe he would be kind of like a father figure to me, even though he wasn't my biological father. But to be honest, I, my sister's dad growing up, I thought he was mean and like, I didn't think that he liked me. But maybe the vibe was just I wasn't his child. And I think my mom told me that he didn't really like, he didn't like kids. So, like, whatever, you know, like, maybe you should stop fucking on my mom. How You know, like, if that's, you know, that's how I really felt. Um, and still kind of do. But, um, you know, so then, um, but none of my, none of my other siblings... I I never even, I personally was not going to allow any other man to be a father figure in my life because I personally just wanted my dad to step up and be a dad. You know, that's, that's what I wanted. Um, And every, and every child deserves that, you know, like in a, in a positive way, you know, like, cause some, you know, some children have that and there's some dads that, you know, like are, on the surface, like a really good dad, but obviously there's some crazy stuff going on in the house. Or maybe like there's, the father might be a little abusive, but we don't know that. Or, you know, I don't know. Everybody's story is different, but I'm saying like, um, every child deserves a loving father and to have that relationship and there not be no like alternative, like crazy shit going on. Just simply unconditional love from a parent. I don't, I really do not understand how there are so many children in this world that do not get that experience. Um, I, I, I don't get that, you know? Um, I know that being a parent, there is no book on, well, there are, (laughs) there are a lot of parenting books, uh, (laughs) um, so I think that we should say, like, when, when we say, like, there is no, there's no book on parenting, like, there are several books on parenting. 
Um, but they're all like, you know, people's opinions and, you know, um, maybe, or no, like I'm sure there's actual baby books like that was written by a professional pediatric, whatever they're called, you know, like there are definitely these books out here. However, that's not, you know, like that's not the point that if there are, or if there are not actually baby books, that's not the point. The point is, is parenting is hard. It's, you know, like, and, and our parents do the best that they can with what they have, you know, like they, they, they do. And it's just like, for some people though, for some parents, they don't do, they do like the bare minimum and just think that they can get on by, you know, like in my personal experience, and I, I'm trying my very hardest to take my feelings out of this and speak from like love and speak from like the research that I've done um, and not get like too personal because I don't want to sound bitter. I don't want to sound, you know, like, even though there is definitely, I have pain, you know, and I have like, I have a uh, trauma. I have uh, a lot of things um, mentally and, and whatever, you know, going on because of the neglect from a father. So I am a poster child for what can happen if, if there is not, you know, I am a poster child for, for what could happen if, if you're, you know, like if you're not given or if you're not, what am I trying to say? Y'all I'm sorry. Um, I am basically what it looks like when things don't go the best, you know, like I am very grateful for my, both of my parents. I am very grateful to be in this world. I'm very grateful that I was born, you know, and that I am here. But when we actually sit and analyze, you know, like how many of us are essentially paying the price for things that our parents didn't necessarily have together. And then they had, you know, like how many of us is, is that the story for and, and how do we, how do we fix that? How do we, well, obviously therapy, but like, you know, like, I just, I really think that the black, the black community period, we all need therapy. Like, I think that therapy, I think everybody needs fucking therapy because in some way, shape or form, we all have got some sort of mental mental thing going on like everybody has something everybody has some sort of trauma everybody has some sort of coping behavior that they've developed like whether it's good or bad you know like even good coping behaviors could be bad you know like you may you know like so how many of us though are are, uh, what am I trying to say? How many of us are paying those prices? You know, like, and it's not necessarily fair, you know, like we didn't ask to be here. So this is all the more reason, like these these thoughts that I'm having, you know, and, and my friends that I've had similar conversations with, you know, um, it's like, okay, so I, at this point, going forward, I know that there's a certain way that I have to be for my children to not go through this. Okay, honey, we try to break generational curses. And, and I think that that's why that's so important. But there are just so many. 
when it comes to like, I don't know if it's just the black community or if it's just humans in general, but there's so many fucking genera- generational curses that we all that we all trying to overcome. And it's like, bruh, I am so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. I'm trying to deal with the trauma. I'm trying to deal with, you know, like me not having my dad in my life. I mean, he basically wasn't there until up right until I was about 12 or 13, which that's like my eighth grade freshman year type stuff. Y'all this dog keep coming over here to my apartment trying to, see what's with my dogs (laughs) and he just he's a little a little white um terrier and like he just be coming over here to see like what's up like I know he know where we live like he come to my little kitchen door because my dogs be in the kitchen and they normally like bark at him but I got I got the kitchen door closed today but he's just outside like sitting at the door like hello (laughs) where are my friends (laughs) Um, adorable, but, um, yeah, I remember, um, my, like, father, he basically was not in my life up until I was about 12 or 13, and I remember going to a, I remember going to court. And I remember they did the paternity test. It was a mouth swab. And I remember when we got the results back, it was like 99.99. And to be 100% honest, I don't even know. I don't even know what the paternity test was for. I don't know if, if it was for his. I don't know if it was for him. I don't know if it was for my mom. I don't. I don't know if it was for the government. If it was for child support reasons, I, I really don't know. Um, but I definitely have been feeling ways about that moment since then. Because out of all, my father had other children. You know, I've, I've got siblings on both sides, but I do not, I do not know my father's sons that well. You know, they essentially all over the place. (laughs) Like, um, I don't know if we all were ever in one, in one city for us to really bring for him to like bring us together. I don't really know. You know, I don't know these other, I don't know their mothers. Like if they know my mom, why I don't, I don't know. I don't have these answers. Um, but yeah, we, we all grow now. You know, especially on my on on my dad's side, we are all over, we are all eighteen and over, grown. So, uh, but out of all of his children, and this is my opinion, you know, I I think that my family on my mom's side is also on the same in the same boat. But y'all, my I look just like that man. I look just like my father. I am so much like him in in every way. My mannerisms, 
my body type, my fucking skin color, my, you know, like my father's, you know, a well-spoken man. Not that my mom's not, but like, I think my mom has, my mom definitely got some hood in her. I don't necessarily think that, I mean, my dad is from like Louisiana. So like, he definitely probably has some hood in him. But like, when I personally look at both of my parents, the hooder parent for me is my mom. But that's because I know my mom and I, you know, I've seen that. I can't really speak for my dad because I haven't seen that. Like what my, my dad is me. Like I see myself every time I'm around him, he does, he will do something or he will say something. And I'm like, God damn, (laughs) I am this, I am you. And it sucks to feel that way because I feel such, I do feel very connected in that way because we are so much alike however it's like well then why you know like because we are so connected and because we're so much alike i would actually think that we would have a better relationship than what we do but we don't so i've been dealing with that essentially since then you know um after the court date Um, I think my dad got put on child support for a little bit. And I also want to talk about women putting these men on child support and kind of like my feelings about that. Cause I, I got some feelings about that too. Um, but let's see here after that in my person, in, in my life, um, I mean, things really didn't get better like I I really thought that they would um and you know like this paper says that I'm basically a hundred percent your kid and I don't know why that was even a question but again I don't I don't know if it was like my dad was questioning uh if I was his or not or if they had to do that because like my mom definitely was trying to put this dude on child support um and um yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna jump into child support because I got questions about that too. Like um anyway, but yeah, so everybody has a biological father, even if you're not raised by that person, you know, um it could be a father figure. Um but yeah, I just I wanna make sure that I talk about what it's like to not have one and why Father's Day is hard. So I don't know, like maybe there's a father out there that might hear this show and might hear my story and be like, okay, well, I'm going to be better going forward, you know, like, because I don't want my child to go through any of these things that, you know, that this woman was talking about she experienced probably because of the absence of a father. Um, So let's talk about the child support. We'll do that on the next segment. Um, Y'all hope you're hanging in there with me. Um, Hope you're vibing. Hope this isn't too deep, too serious. You know, like 
I, you know, like normally we'd be laughing and joking and like, you know, and I'm still, I'm still here. That, that, that still is still in me, um, you know, but I just really feel like there are, I've, I'm on this earth to talk about deeper things than some of the things that I have been talking about. So I hope y'all vibing with me. Uh, let's jump into this next segment and talk about child support. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Let's get it. All right. And we back. Let's jump right into it. Child support. Y'all y'all with it or, or what? Because, I mean, yeah, there are some, there are some situations that are ideal and they work out, you know, but I don't know, like. I definitely, I definitely know of women and this is not just like a black woman thing. This is like across the board. Like this is just a woman, a woman thing. I know women that have put their baby daddy on child support and they are not using that money for that child. They are not, they are using it to as additional income. I mean, essentially it is, it, 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 it is that. So I can't say if you're using this for additional income, you are wrong and you're wrong for that. It, it is additional income. My, my thing is, cause I've definitely seen women who look really put together and then their child does not look put together. Now don't get me wrong. Kids be doing the most. Okay. They be playing in the mud. They be, eating crazy they be getting chocolate milk stains you know like pretty much anytime a kid eats something depending on how young they are like it's gonna be everywhere and they're gonna be looking a hot ass mess and just because kids are messy you know like they okay but like i don't know sometimes i'll be like okay this ain't like your kid just had a rough day today this is like you are trying to maybe get chose or something but your kid out here looking a mess, hair not combed. They need. They clearly need a date. A diaper. A diaper. A, I'm, I can't talk today. A diaper change. They ain't got no shoes on. But, you know, like it's just it's something. And I'm not saying like in in those moments, like because I know that being a parent is hard. So it could just be. I don't know. I'm judging or I'm assuming I know what's going on. But I'm just, you know, I'm just being observant. I'm just saying what I have seen and questioned it and been like, okay, I wonder if, you know, like, I wonder if this is like a child support thing, you know, like, and I work in payroll. So I also be seeing, you know, uh, I was going to say Jose's check, but I don't want people to think like, why well, should go to, you know, I don't, I don't want to give the vibe that but I'm I do see this a lot with the Spanish community like Latinos I see this a lot in the black community I don't at my job specifically I don't see a lot of like child support garnishments coming in for like John and Amber and Jessica and you know and Rachel and Bob and like I don't I don't I don't see a lot of that that's so I mean there's probably other people that that have the same job as me that do but me personally, I see a lot, a lot of like Spanish people and pe black people. 
with all these garnishments and it'd be like two, you know, sometimes it don't even be just one garnishment. Sometimes it'd be like two, two kids, three kids. And this poor man don't have no money left, no take home pay. And I'm just like, legally, how can y'all take all this man's money? How is he going to survive? I get, I get that you won't, I get that the child support is supposed to help the child and the mom so they can survive. But like, what's the point if the daddy is dead because he didn't, he didn't starve to death or like, you know, like you ain't going to get the child support payments at all at that point if he's not with us. So I'd be so confused. Like, bro, what, why is there not some type of like percentage of like the check that, you know, I don't, I don't be understanding, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely see this. And I'm just, and I find myself wondering, like, you know, I hope they, I hope they do what, doing what they need to be doing with this money, like, and, you know, because this man, and, you know, like, I hope this man is a, is still a, is still is a good person, because, like, I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to find myself, like, <laughs> being like, oh, I have all this sympathy, and then he's, like, a shitty person, you know, like, he's, like, a terrible, you know, like, a terrible man, you know, like, or, like, child support was the, the least that he could do, like, you know, like, so I, everybody's story is different, but I don't know, I just question that, because I'd be like, sometimes, sometimes the man is working and doing everything that they need to be doing. And, you know, I don't know. I just, it's just weird. It's just really weird energy. And like, I think it definitely has to deal with just emotions sometimes. I think, I think some black women put black men on child support just because. You know, like, they're not necessarily a bad guy, you know, and the mom don't necessarily even need the help. But, like, oh, you gonna, you know, like, ooh, I, I think I have the next segment already. What are we gonna talk about next? My husband and I, I'm sorry to just stop abruptly on the child support, but it's kind of, it's kind of related. Um, my husband and I were watching, um, or may, we might, I, it was either a podcast or maybe like a talk show. I can't remember, but it was a few a few days ago, actually. Um, and they were basically interviewing, like, women about men and child support and stuff. And, like, basically, like, do you think that it's fair that a woman... And this was a woman that was interviewing other women, uh, a white woman. And she was, like, basically, like, so you... Basically, like, are you pro... Are you for abortion or what? Okay, so if you're for it, do you think that it is weird, at, at, at the very least, weird that women can choose to have an abortion, right? Without the man's say, with you know, like because it's their body, their choice, and I, I personally, I agree with that. Um, I do not like abortions you know I think that it's crazy that that's even that that's even something um that can be done you know uh it, it just blows my mind but I do definitely understand why that would be necessary and and scenarios where an abortion could possibly be necessary especially if we're talking about the woman and 
and if she's not even going to survive the pregnancy, you know, like some women actually have to get abortions because they, they, the term, the, what am I trying to say? Jesus, they can't carry the baby. Like if they carry the baby full term and have the baby, it is very likely that they will die in childbirth. That happens sometimes. So some women have to abort the baby. They have to choose their life or their baby's life. And, you know, like some, some women have to do that, um, which is terrible. And I'm so sorry um, that, that that happens. Um, but uh, when pretty much a woman can just go get a, not even pretty much, a woman can go get an abortion without, you know, like even if the dad might say, hey, you know, I, I want this baby, you know, like, what, what about me? You know, what, what about my opinion? What about how I feel about it? And the woman can still be like, look, nigga, it's my, <laughs> it's my body. It's my vagina, you know, like, and, and that's, that's true. It's, it's a double standard. That's what I'm getting at. But it's, it's, it's true. You know, like the man, the man just has to make, you know, like the, y'all men I love y'all but like y'all don't have to carry a child for nine months so there is not a way there is not a way to like even to to weigh that out I feel like like you know like there there's that argument that like yeah that's that's not fair but then like okay let me let me continue let me before I get into how I feel and like my morals and all that kind of all that kind of stuff let me get into what else um we were talking about so the woman was basically saying a woman can get an abortion right and say and and say my body my choice and we agree with her we stand with her but if the father said but a father doesn't have that option ever because one men don't carry babies so they can't go get an abortion and say i don't want to have this baby just because i don't want to have the baby Um, and if a woman decides to not get an abortion and carry the baby and have it, and the father does not want to be involved, the father can't just say, I don't want this baby shoddy. No, you know, like, no, I'm good. They're looked at like, you're a, you're a terrible person. You're a deadbeat. You're, you ain't shit. You know, like, and it's just because you, you ain't going to help with that baby that you made. And it, me and my husband just was having a discussion like, damn, I never really, I, I was like, damn, I never, I never thought about it like that. Like I am for, you know, I definitely think that if, I don't know, like, cause some people, some people have sex and they don't plan on like being together they just, you know, some people have like a one night stand. I don't know, like a little quickie in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, so, you know, and there, the intention was not to make a baby, but you know, like a, let's say a baby comes along and they was just, you know, they don't even know each other, you know, and the lady doesn't want to be a single mom. Okay. So now she's, you know, going to have an abortion, but like the man can say like, okay, well, even though I don't know you, even though we're strangers or whatever, like, I don't want you to kill this baby. And the mom could still be like, look, I don't know you. 
you know, like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to go through this for nine months, you know, like, I've been thinking about it, and I have decided to have this abortion. So now the dude is just like, well, you know, like, her body, her choice, but it's just like, what? But like, what? Double standards. They they live and they exist. And I don't really know what to do with that piece. You know, like I don't really know what to do with that. Like I was like thinking about we were watching this interview and I'm like, damn, so how how can we get men, you know, maybe more more rights or something? Like I I don't even know the if if I'm I don't even know if a woman if those words have ever even came out of a woman's mouth. <laughs> how do we get men more rights? Because they damn near have hold all the power anyway. But, like, when it comes to babies and, like, fatherhood, it's just blowing my mind. Or it blew my mind, like, damn, you know, like, men don't really have a say in that, you know. And and they kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if the woman decides to have the baby... And they like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a father. I'm, let's just, let's just say I'm 16, you know, I'm 15, I'm, I'm 17. Um, you know, I'm, I don't have a job. I don't have a car. I still live at home with my mom. I'm just thinking of like any, all things that could be like, like, oh my gosh, you know, like what, what, what a baby, you know, like, what am I going to do? I don't want to be a father right now. Um, and I guess this just goes back to wrapping it up both uh, with both parties being safe and using protection. And, and I guess that would be the best way to avoid these types of situations happening. You know, like women and men have to be way more responsible for and way more accountable for what the fuck is going on. You know, I'm almost 30 years old and I am very grateful for my growth. I have seen growth in my mother. I have seen growth in my, well, (laughs) um, I don't want to reach. Okay. But, um, it does definitely seem like my dad is different now than, than like when I was younger, but I don't necessarily think that I see, um, a change because I'm still, I'm still left feeling the same after interacting with him or after, you know, dealing with him sometimes I'm still left feeling a lot of, a lot of the ways that I felt as a child. So I don't necessarily know if it's me being stuck in you know, cause I also read somewhere that like, we have to normalize looking at the toll that we have had in like the toll that you individually have had on your own shit, you know? So like, I don't know if like that's a B thing. And if I just haven't moved past that and I'm still stuck in that age of, you know, or if I'm still stuck in that mentality of whatever age, this was really detrimental to me and having my father in my life. I don't, I don't know if I'm stuck there or like if my father really has not grown, you know, I, I, I'm really not sure at this point, but you know, um, I got love for my dad, you know, like he essentially is the reason that I'm here. Uh, I'm pretty much him, 
you know, like I do have a lot of my mom's tendencies the older I get, but I, now I'm questioning like, is that, is that a mom thing or is that my mom is a woman and my mom was hurt and my mom has been through a lot and, you know, and she was just trying to do, do what she could because she did have kids and she didn't have help from any of these men that laid with her and produced a baby. She did not have the help. So like a lot of my anger and frustration is actually my mother's. And then, um, you know, like, you know, um, my mom used to always tell me like, God, you look just like him. And like, I don't know if she, I don't think she ever, she never like abused me or like, you know, physically hurt me because I looked like him or reminded her of him. But I definitely was verbally told like all the time, like, God, you're just like him. Like, okay, I'm his kid, you know, like that's why that happens or that's why that's happening. Cause that's my dad. <laughs> like I'm half of him, half of you. Like, so I'm sure if the shoe was on the other foot, he would be like, God, you're just like your mother. Like, you know, but, um, yeah, my dad was on child support. Um, and for me, I have siblings. I told you guys this, I have siblings on both sides. Now, my siblings on my mom's side, sorry, I'm like allergies and like, I don't know, like my nose keeps getting like stopped up. So sorry if I sound a little nasally. Um, so my mom had my dad on child support. And I don't know, I know I just did that whole rant, but like when it came time for me to get to have a child support I I wasn't given a lot and my mom actually was struggling and had uh, two other children at the time so a baby and my sister so like I there's me my sister Taylor uh, I have a brother named Emika um, and then I have another sister named Sydney and a, ba- a baby brother named Chase so there's one two, three, there's five of us on my mom's side. I'm the oldest and I'll be, I'm almost 30. My sister underneath me is, will be 22 this year. Um, then I have a brother that's getting ready to be 15. Then I have Sydney and I think she's like nine or 10 and then Chase and he's six. So that's my siblings on my mom's side. Um, so, uh, when it came time for me, it was like, so I, I guess, I I know that the government, I know how child support works. Like they obviously won't, you know, they won't, hmm, I don't know if it's different now. Because I, I don't know, because like I work in payroll now and like now I, I see men have deductions come out of their paychecks for child support that I'm sure is based off of what they make. Um, and then the government from there decides like, okay, based off of your, what your income is, this is how much of, this is either like a flat dollar amount or like a percentage of your check will come out each time for your child support. But like, I was only like, I would get, I was getting $25 in child support and 
and it wasn't consistent. Like, so I, I don't know, like it, I understand how it works, but I'm trying to understand what was going on when, when I was trying, when I was getting it. And that could also be a conversation for my mom and me and my dad to have, but, um, it doesn't seem like something, something was going on where I wasn't really receiving it like that. Like it would be, you know, and then a $25 check by the time it gets cashed, you know, like it, what am I going to do with $20, you know, like, and, and at my, the age that I was like, there was a lot more that I did need at that time. You know, I was going through puberty, you know, like I had definitely started my period. So it's just like, there's a lot more that this money, I don't know. I don't want to, again, I'm trying to separate my emotions from things, but like, I definitely feel like it should have been more, but if it's based off of how much you make, that could be the reason why it wasn't a lot. But I'm telling you as a, as a kid, as a 12 year old, as a 13 year old, it was kind of like a slap in the face. Like, yeah, uh, Shanice, here's your check from your dad. You know, we can go get it cash. And I'm like, I would much rather spend time with him than to get this check that I can't really do. You know, like spending time with me is free. You can come pick me up and take, I don't know. We can go, you know, like that's free. So that's kind of where my mind was at and, and still kind of is. Um, so then it came time for my sister to get put on. My sister, her father got put on child support too, right? And they got this nigga on like back child support. And like, now don't hear me out. I definitely think that my sister's father is better off in life than my father is. Not to say that he's a better guy, not to say that he's, got his shit together and my dad doesn't that no like I, I I definitely just think that my sister's father comes from maybe like a wealthier family or you know like because they just give me that vibe they you know they all they all give me that vibe that they came from some some type of money or you know like some type of wealth or I don't know that's always the vibe that I have gotten from my sister's dad's side of the family. Cause like they used to like, he, he has a sister and like, um, his sister was, I don't even know, but they definitely used to come and chill him and his sister. I remember they used to be at my grandma house a lot. My grandma used to have this pool, this house that had a pool in the backyard and we had a water slide and like, it was lit. And I definitely remember my sister's dad and his, and his sister coming to our house and me not really caring for either one of them because they just seemed really bougie and really like, just like they were better than us. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like that's the vibe that I got and, and still is. Oh, I was 30 years old. And that's the vibe that I still get from them. I, my sister graduated from high school. Um, damn. At this point, maybe like, three, four years ago. She's anyway, she, we, we went to her graduation, right? Cause my sister, when my grandma passed away, um, she moved in with her dad and he lived out of the state. So she did her senior year 
at a at a high school out of state and i'm very grateful that she got that experience you know um so uh we went to her graduation and i don't know like i just i really i didn't i almost didn't even feel welcome in in her dad's house you know like and my husband was with me and he kind of said he felt the same vibe you know like like I spoke, I spoke to his sister when I walked in. My senior, I hadn't seen her in so long. You know, I'm I'm literally an adult. The last time I've seen her, I was a kid. And so I'm like, you know, hey, what's you know, how you doing? What's going on? Big energy, you know. I'm married and grown, so I'm thinking like it would be different. And I still, I still felt that same energy. And I was like, mm, see. <laughs> Anyway, sorry about that rant, but um, it came it came to the point of time for my sister's father to get put on child support, and they got this nigga on back child support, and like, you know, like she was really like, and and she was spending time with him too. They, you know, like so it just it just worked out for her, and I love my sister, you know, I'm I'm glad, and I just. I just felt like, you know, what about me? <laughs> am I ever going to am I ever going to feel that from him? Am I ever going to get that type of love from him, you know? And my sister is the only child. So there's also that, you know, like my, my sister's father is married. They don't have any children, you know. Um my sister's father's sister has children. So, like, those are his nieces and nephews, and then he actually has a daughter. So, like, you know, it's kind of, you know, like, they're a big, happy family, you know, from what I understand. And uh, I just have always wanted that from my dad's side of the family, you know? Like, um, my dad, his, his mother and father are still on this earth. Um, and, uh, I don't, I can't, I don't know about like my other siblings, parents, uh, but my sister for sure, her dad's parents are not. And, uh, so like, you know, knowing that I actually, you know, like my grandmother, she passed about four or five years ago. Like I said, it was really unexpected. And I ha- we had no idea that she was even sick, how she was, how she was. So it was kind of like a double whammy when that happened. But then, you know, since then, and like recovering, that losing her was like, wow, you know, like, she was the glue that held us all together. And now that she's gone, I've actually had time. You know, I um, she passed before I got married. Um, so I think it was the year, the year before. So she passed in 20, 2017, I believe. I got married in 2018. Um, but anyway, my father, both of his parents are still with us. And I've only had a relationship with my grandmother on my mom's side. 
So I have, you know, two sets of grandparents. And all the love that I received from my grandmother, like, I just feel like I could have gotten double that. And I, you know, like, they're still here and they still don't fuck with me. And I'm just like, okay, that, how that feels, I'm not even going to get into. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into what that feels like. Um, so we're going to move on to the next segment. But before, let me just wrap this segment up by saying, for me, um, having a father or a father figure in my life would have been beneficial because uh, there is a sin. And I'm, this is where we're going with the conversation. Like what has the toll actually been, uh, you know? And for me, uh, I have, I don't necessarily think that this is something that my dad caused, but um, I struggle with anxiety and speaking to my father about things mentally, mental health wise that I deal with. Uh, he told me that he deals with that too. So I could have, it could have just been passed on to me. And this is kind of like something that made me analyze things as well. You know, like I remember earlier when I had said like, how many of us are paying for things that we, you know, like that were literally out of our control, you know, and, and dealing with how, how do you deal with that? Um, because I, you know, like I said, I didn't ask to be here. And like, if my, my mom has depression issues and my father, I believe has both anxiety and depression issues. So you guys both, um, you know, birthed me and things didn't go the way that I guess, you know, maybe that maybe how you thought they would, I don't know if they ever planned on getting married or, if they were ever even in that deep, I don't even know. I doubt it. Um, but that's why it's like these relationships with people. And that's why these things are important to me. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like I was destined, you know, like I am aware, you know, like these relationships with people and black, black men and black women and that dynamic of, you know, the relationship dynamic. I think these are conversations that, deep conversations that we need to continue to have because there's still kids and there's still people that can learn and there's still like minds that can be changed and there's still perceptions that can be changed. You know, people can change. They have to want to change. And um, I've wanted, I have wanted my father to change, but I don't know, like maybe he, he, you know, like he has to want to do that. And the fact that he hasn't wanted, like maybe like if he, if he doesn't want to change, like I can't, I can't hold on to that. Like we can't hold on. If, if our parents and stuff, like if we realize these things and we have all these feelings and we do the self care and the self love and the, the shadow work, if you may, you know, like if we, if we do all these things, that's what we're supposed to be doing, but we can't let them have them continue to have this like power over us though. Um, and I will, and I don't know if this is for anyone, but for me, I've realized that I can no longer allow 
my father to make me feel this way or make me feel types of ways because the ways that he makes me feel aren't true. Um, and, and maybe it's just something, you know, like maybe this is I'm growing and maybe he's just not there yet. And he may come around, you know, but like, I can't sit and beat myself up for like, you know, for, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can't like be so hard on myself because he wasn't there you know like I had no there was nothing that I could have done to to make him like he has to do that so I've I kind of learned that and that's kind of where I am um but today is hard you know like I'm, I'm seeing a lot of posts about fathers and a lot of my friends that do have children you know um that they 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 do have children and they are with people that are, you know, doing their, the job. And, you know, so I definitely think that there are there black fathers and, and fathers in general deserve to be celebrated today. Um, but I, from, from my perspective, it's just a little, it's a little hard, you know, uh, because my relationship with my father is not the best. And I know that I'm not the only person in the world, you know, that, feels that way so I thought it'd be you know a unique perspective to just talk about you know some of the things that happen and with you know with fathers and you know we talked about child support we talked about um the double standard with men in general you know like a man can't even say that he doesn't you know that he doesn't want to be a father you know like he doesn't have the ability to say my body my choice He's not going to carry the child. And in the event that the woman decides to carry the child, he doesn't even, you know, like he doesn't have a chance to say, he doesn't have the op- opportunity. Like in the interview that we were watching that I referenced earlier, my husband and my husband and I were watching, somebody said like, well, they can, the, he can like sign his rights away. And it's like, yeah, he can. But like, essentially if that mom still needs help or whatever, like I think she can still, then put them man on child support, you know, like, so it's kind of like fathers get the short end of the stick. Um, and I don't think that they deserve the short end of the stick. You know, there are some fathers that just aren't good dads, you know? Um, but you know, like there are tons of good dads out there and there's single, there's even single fathers out there that deal with, a lot of the things that single black or I keep trying to make this a black thing and it's not, but that's the thing. Like there are deadbeat fathers in the black community for sure. There are deadbeat fathers in other communities as well. So I need to stop trying to make it specific to like us. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to see if I have any more articles in the next segment. I'm just kind of, kind of going to wrap things up because to be honest, I'm I'm tired of this conversation. <laughs> I love y'all, but you know, uh, I've unpacked a lot and I've done a lot of reflecting before doing this show. And I think this is um, I think I've given a lot of energy to this. I'm very passionate about um, girl dads, and I'm very uh, passionate about you know people making better decisions when, when it comes to things like children, you know, I'm very, 
passionate about that because I've had some experiences, you know, and I'm, I deal with things and I definitely think that those are related to, you know, how I was raised and the fact that I did not have a father in my life. And even now as an adult, like my relationship with my father is strained, you know, y'all, um, my dad moved, my dad moved out of the state and he did not say bye to me. And you might, you know, you might think that that's not a lot, you know, but for me, emotionally, I've already been going through a lot of stuff. And uh, I just, um, I just feel, you know, I just feel a lot of ways about that. Like, you know, he, and I, I, I struggle with, cause I'm married, you know, and I believe that my dad does want the best for me. But it's it's weird because it's like I don't I struggled I have struggled with my relationships with men. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what the next segment was going to be about. Like how how this how this can have a toll. Um, so we're, let's just talk about that for a few seconds, and then I'm still going to wrap up the next segment. Um, but the type like what toll not having a father in your life could uh, be. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna go grab some water. Uh, because my throat is dry and uh, I really want to finish this episode strong. So I'm going to regroup, grab some water. Let's come back on the last segment. We're going to talk about the toll that this could have, the toll that this has on some of us, um, how to deal with that. And then we're going to wrap it up. So I'm going to go grab some water. I'll be right back. I hope you guys are still tuning in. I hope you guys are still vibing with the episode. I hope some of you guys can relate. And if you can't relate, great. You know, like if you had a, a, a positive father in your life and he was doing all the things that he should have been doing, providing for your household and, you know, like uplifting your mom and like doing the thing, you know, like all there's, there's so many things, you know, I'm just kind of just throwing things out, but like, con- great. I was going to say congrats, congratulations. But I thought like that makes me sound like a bitch. So like, <laughs> um, that's great. And I'm, I'm so glad, you know, that you had that experience. And if you want to, you know, leave us a comment on the Ways World page or, um, you know, engage with me on what that has, the toll that that had on you and, you know, like how that either helped you or maybe, maybe even hindered you, you know, cause some, some children are given all of the love in the household, but that's not their love language. Like physical touch and stuff isn't their love language. So it actually hindered them. You know, that, that happens too. Um, that's just an example, but let's um, take a quick break. I'm gonna go grab some water and we're gonna get into the toll that, you know, this could have, how to deal with that. And then we'll wrap this episode up. Thank you for tuning in. I love y'all. We'll be back. All right, we are back on this beautiful Sunday. It is Father's Day. Again, happy Father's Day to all of you fathers out there. You know, whether you were in heaven, biological, if you were just a father figure, adoptive, foster father, like as long as you was doing the things that you needed to be doing and you wasn't out here, you know, being grimy or causing harm and any sort of way, like physical abuse or anything, you know, caring for your children, teaching them, 
you know, like doing all those things, we celebrate you. I do not and will not stand for celebrating fathers <laughs> that, you know, are abusive or have just made life hard for their kids for no reason. You know, like I'm, I'm not here for all that. I only have, I'm celebrating all the guys, the good guys. Okay. We don't even need to talk about the bad, you know, the bad guys, even though we are talking and there, and you know, and sometimes there are bad guys and they don't know that they're bad guys. Sometimes these men do not have the capability you know, sometimes these men, it takes a while. Sometimes everybody's story is different. So they may be bad guys now, but they may, they may not always be. People can change, you know. So shout out to all the good dads out there that's doing what you need to be doing. Um, and I pray for the dads that need help, you know. And if you need help, ask for help, you know, like. I don't know how to, you know, like, don't come after me for help. I don't, you know, <laughs> but, it, you know, like, it, they say it takes a village, you know, like, I, um, I would say I agree because I've seen it, but I don't necessarily agree from, like, me personally, because uh, I, I don't think that was the case with me as a child, but, that, you know, but I definitely have seen it. I definitely have seen, you know, single dad, single mom, whatever the case may be getting the help that they need to raise their, to raise their children, to be, you know, like, don't you just want your kids for those of you that are raising children now or have raised children or, you know, I feel like the goal is just to raise a decent, <laughs> a decent human being who can be living in the world, you know, and, and they're set, you know, they may bump their heads or whatever, but that's fine. Like they aren't, they ain't out here. Like, murdering people and like being crazy and like just ruining people's days for and narcissists you know all these kinds of all these kinds of people um let's get into like the toll you know because i because i think that was a good i think that was a good saying that i think that uh was a good toll a good uh way to segue into what the toll of not having a father in your life could do and how to, and how to cope with that. Cause I think a lot of us, that's our story and that's fine. You know, we can still, we still, fathers say is still going to continue to come around regardless. The work, the things keep moving, time goes on regardless. So we got to do what we got to do to make sure that we good so that when it comes time for those of us that don't have children, you know, so when it comes time for us to be the parent that we, you know, we're healed and we're able to be parents and not contribute to the cycle of however things have been being, the cycle of however things have been going on. Because, you know, I don't know how my father's father treated him. I don't know how my father's father's father treated him. You know, I, I don't know, you know, uh, my husband, I know that he doesn't have the best relationship with his father either. He grew up in a, um, his, you know, like his mom was a single mom. Um, and that's his story to tell, you know, and that's, that's as specific as I want to get, but he's in that boat too. Um, and he's a man, you know, like, so it, it has a completely different toll, I'm sure on, on men. Um, 
So, you know, maybe I can, maybe we can pick this conversation back up one day and I can actually have my husband on and we can, uh, get into that a little bit deeper um, as far as the male perspective of this conversation. Um, you know, my, I have two brothers. Um, well, I have a brother who is also in the same boat and uh, my baby brother, his dad is around, but his dad is a very disturbed individual. And uh, I think he is a narcissist. Um, I am very, I'm, I'm very sure that he has, he's very narcissistic, but you know, that's also not my business. Cause that's not my baby daddy. Okay. Um, but you know, like, and my little brother's only six. So maybe someday down the line when he's older and able to understand more, we can have this conversation too, you know, um, uh, I think these conversations are very beneficial, you know, because like I said, I also grew up in a household where we didn't really talk about, we didn't really talk about feelings. We didn't talk about how, you know, like we didn't talk about these things. And, um, I think I was verbal though, about like how I felt not having my dad around. Um, and my mom always talks about a phone conversation uh, where I was on the phone with my dad, basically reading him for Phil, because I'm I'm here in this world. You you and my mom, you know, I don't give a fuck what y'all got going on, but you are my dad, and you should be here doing things for me, doing things with me, and that is how I feel. I don't know what all what all I said, but I was really young, and I do remember that conversation, and I remember being in the house walking around the house on my mom's cell phone or maybe maybe even the house phone I don't know but just kind of like letting him have it like you don't understand you know like and I was young but I've been very I've been able to talk about how things make me feel since since then however I that's not what we did like we didn't we didn't do that so yeah anyway um, so yeah, let's kind of talk about the damage that growing up without a father can have, you know, and, and we're still grateful for you. Even, even this, those of us that this is our story, um, well, at least let me speak for me. I'm still grateful that my dad, you know, did what he did, you know, like I'm, I'm still grateful for the man, you know, but like there has definitely been a toll, a psychological toll, a damage, if, if you may. Um, and uh, let's see here. Your, my, my state of mind, you know, like um, everything. It, it, it definitely can have a, I was reading an article that, that was talking about how growing up, without a father could permanently alter the structure of the brain. Um, so you're, these are a few things that I took away from that uh, that are common. Uh, one, you're more likely to be more, you, you are more likely to be more aggressive. Now I didn't say, now I don't know, I don't think this article specified if these are things that 
show up more in men or women. I think it's just both. I think it's both men and women, and these are just traits for both. Because it didn't, it didn't say if this was like for like it didn't specifically say like this is for women or this is for men. So, um, so yeah, growing up without a dad could definitely cause for you to one, be more aggressive. Two, depression. Three, uh, low self-esteem. Four, doing poorly in school. Five, uh, being in incarceration. Uh, suicide, um, those rates are high, um, and using drug use. So I got this from an article. Uh, let me just see if I can get the, let me pull it up really quick. And it was actually an article that it's from last year. Um, but it was by someone named Michael Kismet. And this is, uh, from a website called Alcation. And it's, uh, an article on the psychological effects of growing up without a father. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research and it was one of the articles that I came across. So I'm just going to quote a couple of things from here that I took away. Um, so the whole aggressive thing, a lot of studies show that children that grow up without fathers are likely to be more aggressive and quick to anger. Um, and this person, Michael, he is speaking from experiences. He said that he had, this is a man that grew up without one. And he said that he has always had anger problems, uh, not just loud anger, but quiet anger. Um, and this is more volatile, uh, the quiet anger. He said that quiet anger doesn't have a proper release valve. It just builds up um, and it matures with you. And uh, he, his personal experience, he said that he spent nearly all his life containing this anger uh, because he knew it wasn't particularly productive or acceptable to show it, but he, so he was just holding it in. So I don't really know if he talks about if he ever snapped, but my boy, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure something, you know, I'm, I'm sure either he was on the brink of that or, you know, but, um, I agree. Do we, do you guys agree? Um, aggress aggressiveness, now, I also have a hormonal imbalance. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. Um, and so my testosterone levels in my body are higher than what they should be. Um, so I think that that could also cause aggression in me from as far as being a woman dealing with the psychological effects of growing up without a father. Yes, I agree. I am aggressive uh, and can be aggressive. Um, I don't think that that all stems from my father, but I think I, I am in agreement that it, it probably has some sort of, has had some sort of toll on that. But I for sure think that my, my aggressiveness comes from my hormonal imbalance and my mood swing, because my mood swings are... That's a whole nother episode uh, health wise that I really want to get into. I'm not really sure how to structure that episode, but I do want to get into that because I have had so many women, you know, like I, I'm dealing with this and, you know, I'm also dealing with this and I'm in this PCOS group on Facebook and there is a big, big, big community 
um, of women of color and just women in general that are dealing with PCOS, infertility, hormonal imbalances. And so um, I have experience in that too. So I'll probably put together something for that um, as well. So let's jump back into this list. Depression. Um, teens growing up or kids that grow up without a father are susceptible, excuse me, susceptible to emotional distress. Uh, Michael says this is a hard subject for him to discuss because it forces him to uh, re recall very dark times in his life. He says, I get bouts of depression that just seem to permeate every aspect of my life. My natural introversion magnifies the sense that I am alone in the world and no one can possibly understand what I'm feeling. Same, Michael. I relate. I don't necessarily know that if if my sense of just being alone and people just not understanding, I don't know if that comes from my father um, per se. Um, I think that him not being in my life has definitely made me feel like, yeah, maybe not alone, but like, because I know, I know that I have my mom and like my siblings. Like I, I know that at the end of the day, I know that. I, I can always call my mom. Um, my mom is always here for me. You know, like I, I literally know that and believe that. Um, but like, I still have had a sense of feeling very alone because, um, you know, like, it's like, I, I want my dad, you know, like I, I, I need a dad. And like my mom, my mom was adopted um, and my grandmother never married. Like there was never a man in my grandma's house. Like my grandma was the, she was the matriarch of our family. You know, like we lived with her. We, she, she planned things. She, you know, like she, she cooked for holidays. We, we lived with, we lived with her, you know, like all of us. So she was really the glue that held us all together. And essentially like, I just never, like my dad's side of the family, they don't fuck with me. Like, I don't, I don't know if they don't like my mom. They don't like my grandma, but I don't give a fuck to be honest. I'm sorry for the cursing. Like, I don't give a fuck what, what that situation is. You're, this is how I see it as from my grandmother and my grandfather's perspective on my dad's side, your child, your son got a got another girl pregnant. I don't care what the situation was. There is no way and and y'all can handle it and, and clearly they, they how they handle it is how they handle it. That's their business and I can only say like how it made me feel. But like I know when it comes time for my children to have children, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if you know like I don't care if they're young. I don't care if they have their whole lives ahead of them. I don't care if they've made a mistake and now there's a, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if they're in high school, when it happens, we gonna, we gonna deal with it. We gonna talk about it. We gonna talk about how we feel about it. We gonna talk about what this means. We gonna talk about what's gonna change. We gonna talk about everything. But at the end of the day, that my children are gonna be, feel supported by me and my children's children and my children's children, how, you know, however long, however many generations I'm blessed to 
to live on this earth for, there will never, my, my children will never question that. And I will be able to rest peacefully knowing that I never gave my grandchildren, that I never made them feel like that. You know, like, I can't even, you know, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine my child having a child and me not being part of that child's life for whatever reason. I don't care how the child came here. I don't, I don't care nothing about that. That's your business. At the end of the day, that's your business. That's who you laid with. I can't control that. But I for damn sure will make sure that your child is taken care of, make sure you are taken care of because you're my child. I, you know, like I don't understand how there's ever, how there's even people in this world that can't think that way or don't think that way. We're family. And, and I know that that doesn't mean like, cause there's also this, there's also um, the, the toxic part of like that statement, we're family because so there's a lot of, there's a lot of like people that will let shit slide and like, like, you know, like let family talk to them any type of way or let family pull certain type of shit. And it's like, Oh, we're family, you know, like, okay, well, I don't, you know, like, I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that phrase in that way. Like, I mean, like we're family. So my expectation, my entire life up and, you know, like to this, this point and, and actually I'm not going to say going forward because at this point, they can continue to do what they're going to do and not care about me and not, you know, like they can continue to do that. Maybe that's fine and dandy. I'm going to, you know, take care of myself and make sure me and my people are good so that, you know, like when I do have children or when we have children, you know, we can, we can handle that the proper way. But like, I'm not going to let it bother me no more. And yes, it, it sucks and it hurts. It does. But I think that these are conversations that we definitely need to be having because it's all about like, it, it should all be about healing and, 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 and healing. There is so, it is so important. Healing is so important. And I didn't even realize how, how important it was you know, until like, I'm, I'm now in a place where I'm like, oh, damn, you know, like, okay, not only have I realized the toll that I have had on myself, I've realized the toll and the power that I've been letting other motherfuckers have on me and family is included in that. And I'm, I struggle with people pleasing and like not normally speaking my mind because I don't want to make people uncomfortable and you know, like, so like I said, realizing the toll that I've had, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I, that I didn't speak up about and I didn't say, Hey, this makes me uncomfortable or Hey, you know, like I'm this, I'm sad or this made me upset. Like there's a lot of things that I didn't say. And there's a lot of people that I did not say them to. And my father is a big one. <laughs> a big, big one. And because it's him, his mom, his dad, his sisters, his whole entire family 
has basically given me the middle finger and I'm, you know, going through life tearing myself down because I think something is wrong with me or it's something that I did and it's not, it's not, I, I deserve to be here. I, you know, like I don't even all the, all of the affirmations. Um, okay. So yeah, let me jump back into this list. Sorry that, that, that did get personal for me. Um, so that we were talking about the depression piece of that. And, um, man, I think I relate to that. So, so, so strong. Like I relate to that so much. Um, but I also think that like my, I also think that it's bigger that, that my depression is bigger than what my dad did. Like, I think that both of my parents actually have mental health issues and they never got the help for them. And so I also have them. So I think that that the the depression piece may have been inevitable, even if I would have had my father actually in my life, maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, you never know, but that's kind of where, where my thoughts are, but I do relate. And I do definitely, I have struggled with depression you know, I've been struggling with it my whole life. You know, I would see my mom in the bed and just always in the bed, you know, um, and just not really doing too much. Um, and that was depression. Now I don't really know. My mom has her own things, you know, her own, her own things. I told you guys, my mom was adopted. I don't even know, like, that's as specific as I want to get because I don't even know what burdens and what feelings and what emotions are pent up there. I, I don't even know. Um, and I can't relate. So like, um, I can't even imagine, you know, all the things that she's, that that she was feeling. And then to have had a baby at so young, um, and then, you know, for the parents to not, you know, like I'm angry for my mom. And I've also watched a video about um, analyzing your feelings. You know, a lot of feelings that I have had for my dad and I didn't, that I didn't speak up about, I, I didn't speak up about them because they weren't even, those weren't even my real feelings. You know, I, those were like, a lot of this is anger for my mom. Cause how, you know, like, how dare you put my mom in that situation? My mom's a black woman. And she deserved better than that. She definitely did. I'm sorry, y'all. My mom deserved better than that. And there's so many other women that like, you know, like you think about and it's like, man, how, you know, like how can you really expect for like, if you have a daughter or even a son, you know, like how can you really expect that they're out here, if you want, you know, I, I like I said, to back to backtrack, I, I would think that I don't have kids, so, but I would think that most parents just want to raise their child to be a good citizen, right? So that they're able to like go out here and get a job and, you know, do the whole adult thing and, you know, not be struggling and to know how to do their own laundry, and, you know, like to not, you know, 
that's I would think that that's basic what a parent wants but like oh my gosh you know like how can you how can you even if you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do if you're neglecting your child how what what expectations do you really have for for that child you know and in this situation my dad I'm I'm a woman so like I would you would I, in my mind I think my father wants me to be loved he wants me to find a man that treats me right but like let me I'm gonna stop right there because in your in his mind how can you what how do, don't you know that because of what you your neglect I don't know what a man treating me right is I've never seen it I've you know so all I have is pop culture references and fucking like you know like shit on TV the media society where a lot of that shit is fake and fiction so like I'm essentially creating y'all it's so deep man it's so deep like how can we even me and my father have had conversations about guys that I was dating uh you know in the past and it's like you didn't do what you were supposed to do so how can we have conversations about the guy, you know, like you feeling like this guy. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes vibes are just vibes. Like regard, irregardless of if my dad did what he did, there is very much a chance that somebody could have just give it, given him the wrong vibe, you know, uh, without him have taught me, you know, but it's, it's just, it's just a game, you know, it's just, it's like, it's like hit and miss. And I think that, I think that kind of with dating that happens, but it's just, it's so much harder. I feel like when it's like, gosh, <laughs> I feel like things aren't working out for me when, in my dating life. Um, and I don't, you know, like it's not, and they could not be working out because you, you know, like it could be way bigger than you. It could be like, you have to heal this stuff first. And you've got to deal with this stuff first. So that's actually what my situ what my story is. I definitely should have been dealing with this stuff before. Um, and this, you know, but I'm I'm still grateful. I'm so grateful for where I am and and what's going on, you know, and, and what's happening and, and how I've excuse me. Um still growing and still learning. Um but Anyway, I'm sorry. The depression part of that resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, I'm hella depressed about about my relationship with my father, my father's family, and how, you know, it, it makes me very much want to just crawl up in a ball and close myself off because... You know, like it's just it's a it's an overwhelming feeling that there is these people are part of me, man. These people that have nothing to do with me are my family, my father's family, 
my father, which means he fucked my mom and she got pregnant. And how dare you not have not have anything to do with me for 28 years? How dare you? You know? Anyway, fuck them. <laughs> to you know, I didn't deserve that. I don't deserve that. I'm lit, okay? I'm beautiful and my grandma spoke spoke into me the ways that she needed to so that when I'm having these moments somehow there's that voice that I still am like but you you know you're so beautiful and you know like you're a child of God like okay girl it is and it may hurt but like you know what you are way you got it you got it and um sorry to, I didn't I don't know I, I didn't expect to get emotional during this uh episode like I was really emo- emotional before I started recording so I thought like that was my okay yeah I need to make this episode because clearly there's there's passion about this topic but uh yeah again I hope you guys are still vibing this episode is so long at this point but um I think we're definitely going to do another episode about this because there's just so much more I don't even feel like we've scratched the surface um a couple more things on I, I, the depression resonated with me. The aggressiveness resonated with me. And I, I definitely agree, Michael, who is the guy that wrote this article. Um, I experienced both of those. A couple more things on the list were uh, low self-esteem, which I'm not going to read more because we're already like super. This episode is already longer than what I had hoped it to be. Uh, but and some more things were being prone to self low self-esteem, which yes, I agree because, um, part of me feels like, I don't know. It's, there's just a big part of me. It's, I think it's imposter syndrome. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of me that can't, you know, like I can't do that or I can't, I'll never a lot of those types of thoughts. Like I'll never have this type or, you know, I'll never be, you know, like, um, and just because of the lack of love or the lack of whatever, the neglect caused me to think that it was me. And I, you know, like my self-esteem is low because I feel like, you know, like what is it about me that, you know, my dad didn't want to come around. Am I just like a loser or, you know, am I just like, do I give off a vibe? You know, like, is it me? And I don't know why kids think that because in, I feel like in movies and TV shows and stuff, like when parents get, my parents were never married, but And I don't even think that it was even in question because they were in high school when they conceived me. But um, I, I often am like, why do kids always think that like when their parents get divorced or something like, or something's going on, why do the kids always think that it's them? What is that? You know, like what, what is that? Why do, why do the kids be like, Oh, is it me? 
Mm, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Some, <laughs> sometimes it might be. I don't know. That's not funny, but I was definitely that kid. And I, and I um, internalized that and just thought that it was me, you know, that it was, it was me. You know, I thought it was because I often thought it was because I wasn't male. So, um, which this brings up, you know, um, like sexual orientation things for me because I very much am attracted to women. Um, and I don't, and I, I thought it was just like me being bisexual, but like now I think it might be a little bit deeper than that. Uh, but that's another story, you know, but I definitely thought it was my dad didn't fuck with me because I was not a boy and internalizing that, you know, so I, a part of me used to hate the fact that I was a girl. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like there's, there's that. So uh, the, the low self-esteem, I agree. And I think that there's been more to that. Be- definitely. Like um, my mom was very verbal about my body and like, and just saying things about like, I don't even think that she meant, you know, the things that she would say or, and, you know, but like uh, my mom was very criticizing about the things that I wore and like, uh, so I, I think that that uh, factors into that too. I didn't do poorly in school, um, so I can't say that that's that's on the list. Um, but I liked going to school. As, uh, school was an escape for me because you know I had my friends, uh, but uh, I also was searching for searching for friends to fulfill things that were not being fulfilled at home with my family. So uh, I wasn't necessarily doing poorly in school, but I was, some of my behaviors were mis, were, were misapplied, I guess. Um, more likely to be incarcerated and commit suicide. I have never been incarcerated. I have been arrested before. It was for shoplifting and it was in college. And, you know, I was 17. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I've never been incarcerated and I definitely could have been. Uh, but I don't think that has anything to do with necessarily my father. It might. I don't know. Um, and the suicide. I mean, I'm thank God, thank God, thank you, Jesus, for keeping me. Okay, because um, I definitely used to self harm uh, in middle school. Someone basically put me on to cutting myself, and I was like, "Oh, this is a thing." Like I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I could get into this and I did. And I started cutting myself in like seventh grade. (laughs) I had emo friends. I had very emo friends and they basically put that bug in my ear that, you know, self-harm was a way to cope with a lot of the things that we were dealing with and didn't want to. 
So I was like, okay, yeah. So uh, I stopped doing that. And then I kind of would have episodes here and there where I would feel some type of way. And then I would fucking slit my wrists. Like, (laughs) um, but never, you know, like never like actually opening up a vein, like a cross. And so um, in high school at some point, someone said, yeah, that shit, you're doing that shit for attention. Even though I didn't, I wore long sleeves. So like I, so, you know, I wouldn't bring, I wasn't trying to bring attention to that shit because I didn't want anybody to ask me about it. I definitely was trying to hide that shit however I could. And I I know I brought up my uncle one time, but when I was in college, um, I was dating this guy and um, I definitely went through some depression dating him. And he was verbally, like he, he was gaslighting me. He was entertaining other females. He was, it was a lot. It was a whole lot. I lost my virginity to this guy. And he is also one of the men that my father basically was like, this guy is not, you know, like he took me to lunch. I remember I was in college. Uh, I was getting ready to move, move home, I think for the summer. Um, And yeah, like we was, we was eating and like, he was talking to me about my boyfriend and like, how he basically was like, mm, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I like this guy. I'll, you know, like, I'm like, how, you know, like, how the fuck? And I found myself being real bitter and real, like, let me, let me come to my boyfriend's defense because you, sir, can't, I didn't feel, I don't feel that you can speak to me about this because of our strained relationship. So, but I'm not going to hold you. He was right. And that's why I said that even though these relationships with these parents, you know, because I'm sure that there's, you know, a Mother's Day, we just celebrate a Mother's Day. Um, so there's some, there. I'm sure there's people feeling these ways that I'm feeling about my dad, about their mom. And, you know, I've, me and my mom have, you know, like we have our ups and our downs, but at the end of the day, she got me through high school, you know, like she raised me. She did everything for me. She fed me. She, you know, like everything, regardless, she took care of me with no help from him. And that makes me very angry because she was alone and, and she had my grandmother. Yes. Um, and like my uncle, yes. And like, you know, some of our family and maybe friends, yes. But like the main person that she laid with to create this life left her hanging. And that makes me so angry. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, suicidal. I, I understand suicide. I, I, um, have never tried to take my own life, like ODing or something. You know, I, I think I, I definitely threatened to jump out of a window one time to my mom, uh, and then self-harm. I definitely was cutting myself, uh, and it got really bad when I was dating that guy in college, there was a self-harm episode where I didn't feel good. 
you know, like I felt like, okay, I, I may have done too much and now I'm scared because I feel a little lightheaded and I don't want to die. <laughs> so I knew I, I, I've, you know, so yeah, it was scary. And I called a friend to come help me out, you know, because I felt like, I don't know, I, I, I've self-harmed before but my cuts were really deep and um, I don't know. Like I, I was scared that I actually might die and it was scary because I, I did not want to leave this earth. Even though I was going through some shit, I didn't want to leave this earth. So I don't necessarily know if I can say I've ever wanted to like actually commit suicide because of this. Um, but self-harming, yes. And um, I did get arrested, but I don't know if that was just me being young and dumb or if it was influenced by the neglect and, you know, the psychological effects of not having a father. I'm not sure. Uh, more likely to use drugs. I, okay, so I smoke weed. <laughs> I've been smoking weed since, I don't even, I really don't even know, since like seventh grade, eighth grade, some shit. Like the first time I did it. I liked it and I was super like paranoid and then I didn't do it again for a while. Uh, but then the next time I did it, it was kind of like, yeah, I've done this before. Let me, you know, like let's, and then here we are. <laughs> um, I definitely think that smoking weed is a way that I, like I self-medicate. Um, I think that I do smoke weed to escape from reality for sure. Um, I smoke weed when I'm stressed. I smoke weed when I'm sad. I smoke weed when I'm happy. I smoke weed when I'm tired. Excuse me. I smoke weed when I'm bored. I smoke weed when I'm <laughs> for all sorts of occasions, you know? Um, and I don't know. It's just, it is a coping mechanism and I like smoking weed and I will continue to smoke weed and I definitely smoke weed when I'm depressed and I don't think it does anything but make me more depressed, but <laughs> hey, smoke weed every day. It's not for everybody, but I definitely think that for me, it has helped me and I would rather smoke a blunt than pop a pill, trust and believe. Like I do have some mental health issues and I really feel um, that if I... I, I have I have a therapist um, and before me and her even got this relationship established like they was asking based off what I was dealing with you know I was my memory uh, I don't remember things it's very hard for me to remember sometimes what happened yesterday <laughs> and you know my job I was working full-time and then I was trying to I was balancing my marriage working full-time, my photography business, and then I started a, I started the Shady Shop last year and trying to balance all of that and then finding out that I had PCOS and, like, it just was a lot. Um, so I definitely was telling my doctor what I was going through, what I was experiencing, and she basically was like, yeah, I, they, I think you should talk to somebody. And I, and would you be interested in getting medic medicated? You know, we can help you. And I'm like, damn, you know, like 
did did what I is what I said that I'm experiencing signs for you to give like there's basically medication for everything but based off the stuff that I was telling her my anxiety and shit she was like yeah we can help you with that girl get out of here because I'm not trying to be no fucking zombie okay I don't my mom you know my I've seen I've seen what medication can do to some people and I've seen you know that it could also help but for the most part I've also seen that <laughs> weed can help with this too and I mean in some states they prescribe medical marijuana for some of the things that I am dealing with okay so I will just continue to smoke weed <laughs> and that's just how I feel um so yeah I'm sorry it's been kind of long I really hope y'all was vibing with me with this episode today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. um, And I will catch you at this outro. All right, let's wrap this episode up. I really, really, really hope that you guys was vibing with me. I'm sorry if the mood seemed a little lower or, you know, not as fun. Um, But I, you know, like it's, it's not really all about fun and games with me right now. Um, I'm at a point in my life now I've been through some shit and, you know, I'm, I'm still on my spiritual journey and it's almost been a year. I, I think I started this spiritual journey, uh, very, very close to when I had my mental breakdown last year and we're coming up on that. You know, I quit my job in September, September 9th, 2020. To, to be exact, I, I quit my job and, and was like, I'm not coming back. My mental health is more important than this. And I quit. And I took FMLA for two months. Um, and then I and then I decided to go back to work. I started seeing my therapist. I decided to go back to work. Um, and I've been part-time. So, you know, my income is different. You know, we, we had to downsize due to that. Um, so a lot has happened, you know, um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm right where I should be. I've, I've cried a lot. I've done a lot of sitting alone with myself. I've done a lot of reflecting on the parts that I, where I, you know, where the things that I played, the parts that I played, um, you know, and I'll, I'll I'm going to be 28 this year, you know? So I just kind of feel like I've, I was stepping into something when I started this whole The Shanty Show and makeup, all that kind of stuff, and The Shanty Shop. I felt like I was stepping into something then. I don't think that I have fully stepped into that just yet, but, you know, I understand my worth a little bit more now. Um, I definitely am not tolerating bullshit no more um, because I, I wasn't tolerating it before, I feel like, but... You know, some people, some people just, you know, like I, you shrink yourselves, you're, you shrink yourself sometimes in relationships. And, um, that's with a, with like a person that you fucking on and like friendships. So I definitely think that over time, that's what has been happening. And I kind of forgot who I was. I kind of forgot that I was talented. I kind of forgot that I was, you know, that bitch period. I, I forgot, you know, and in my mind, 
and my, you know, mental health wise, I definitely was telling myself that I wasn't and that I deserved bad shit to happen to me and, you know, all that. So things was, things was really confusing and bad for, for a minute. And I got tired of that. And I started asking questions like, okay, what is going on? Like literally what is going on? I started this spiritual journey and it has not been easy. I started trying to heal from some of these things that, you know, from my childhood, you know, like this, this shit with my dad, um, I've been holding on to this stuff since that court date, <laughs> since, and, and damn near before then. So that's important. Healing is very important. Taking that mask off is very important. And these are things that I was starting to talk about when I started the Shani show, but now I'm, I'm a little further in that journey now. And like, I've spent some time to myself, a lot of time to myself, and I'm going to be spending more time with myself, you know, like it's important. I'm getting to know myself again. And I think that's very important. Um, sorry, this episode was so long. I'm sorry. Um, it was not, you know, as high spirits or whatever as my normal episodes are. I hope y'all are still vibing with me. Thank you so much for all your love and support for the network. We've got so many shows and we've still got new shows coming. Um, new content all the way. Thank you so much for all your support. You can check us out. More of our content on YouTube. We are back on YouTube. Uh, I know there was a little bit of a hiatus there, but we are back. You know, we'll have some more videos and content for you guys to enjoy on YouTube. Check us out at the Ways World Podcast Network YouTube channel. We also have a Facebook page, Ways World Podcast Network. Uh, there's also a Facebook page for the High Frequency Podcast. Um, there is also a Facebook page for Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. We've got uh, Talking Sports. There's a boxing show that's coming. Uh, we've got Moody's Point. We've got uh, Sipping with Siblings. We've got content for a little bit for everybody. You know, um, I am so sorry I've been gone for so long. I'm still working on getting the visuals set up for the Shani, sh the Shani show. Got to figure out how to, um, how to set my new space up. Cause like I said, we're, we're in a new space. So I might just be doing some audio things for a while until I get that all up and running. Um, in the meantime, I completely forgot to tell y'all. So I have taken a hiatus from booking photo shoots at this time. Um, I will not be posting on Shani the Shooter. You know, I, I will not, I'm not doing photography right now as far as like booking clients. Right now, I am only focused on myself. I'm only focused on self-love, self-care, and my healing. Reflecting, meditating, all of that. Me. That's all I'm focusing on right now. And so in the midst of all of the shit that I had been through these past few months um, in my life, in my relationship, in my, you know, in my mental health, uh, in all of these aspects of my life, some shit has gotten shaken up in every aspect, you know, like some, sh this, this shit with my parents, um, 
some shit with my husband, you know, some shit with my business, uh, both businesses, the Shanty Shop and and Shanty the Shooter Portraits. So shit just started shaking, getting shaken up for me in every aspect of my life. And I literally almost did not make it when that shit started happening. I, I, I did not. I, I well, I, I made it, but I almost did not make it is the point that I was trying to make. Woo, these my my nose. Um just so stopped up. Um I almost did not make it, okay? I almost did not almost had to check out on y'all for real. Um but I'm so grateful for where I am now. I I really am. I've been down but not out, okay? Um so this like getting back to myself thing is really important to me. And I said all of that to introduce you guys to <laughs> my pseudonym pseudonym that I have been going by now, which is She Clay All Day. And um, so I have started making handmade earrings. I am very happy in this place. Um, I am very, you know, like calm. It's, it's good for me. It's self-care. It's calming. It's relaxing for me. Um, so th- I'm not doing anything with the Shanty shop right now. I'm not doing anything with Shanty the Shooter photography. Um, I am working on She Clay all day because that is what I want to do. And it's something that makes me happy. And um, I saw a video of someone making polymer clay earrings. It was a terrazzo design. Y'all know I'm very fashion forward. I've worked in retail for a very long time and I was a fashion student when I was in college. So growing up or as a kid, I imagined that I would be an entrepreneur. First and foremost, let me say that. I already, I I saw things, I imagined. Okay, Solange, honey, I I knew, and as a kid, I said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur when I'm grown, when I'm, when I'm, when I grow up and I'm going to work in the fashion industry. I'm going to, you know, and, and I actually have done all, you know, like I'm doing those things. Um, so shout out to me because I knew, you know, I, I knew that I was going to be something when I was younger and like I was man, all I was doing when I was putting up all these celebrity pictures on my wall and looking at fashion and dressing up my Barbie dolls and designing designing clothes for them, I knew, I knew I was the shit then. And I'm just confused as to how I lost sight of that. But I I understand that, that happens. And if you have lost sight of that, you know, maybe my content will help you uh, get back get back on track with that. Uh, but I mean, it took me almost 30 years to get back, (laughs) to get back to that. Um, but that's where I am now. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram at she clay all day. I make handmade polymer clay earrings. Like I said, I'm very happy here. I'm very calm. Um, I'm learning about myself. I am caring for myself. I am setting boundaries. I am, you know, talking about my feelings um so i'm i'm in a good a good space um and i'm just really i'm grateful 
to be here because I wasn't sure where I was going to be. And back in February, oh Lord, I did not know where I was going to be by May. And now here we are wrapping up June. Um, so I'm very grateful. Ashe, <laughs> period. Um, and I'm very grateful for what's coming, you know, cause I'm, I haven't even stepped into anything just yet. Um, there is, there is something coming and there is something bigger and, and better in store for us all. Um, so do some reflecting. That's what I encourage. Do some meditating. Get to learn, get to know yourself, spend some time with yourself, journal, you know, express yourself, find a hobby, you know, create something, dance, smile, go stand in the rain, you know, walk outside, take your shoes off, sit in the grass, you know, listen to some, some great music, um, smile. Um, these are all things that I've been doing and I just, I feel good. And every day is not the best, you know, like, but I feel, I feel a hell of a lot better than how I felt in February. <laughs> That's for sure. So thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at she clay all day. You can check out my work. You can check out my earrings. I am also on TikTok at she clay all day. I do also have a Facebook page at She Clay All Day. You guessed it. Yes. So check me out, sis. Okay. Um, I have an Etsy shop now. She Clay All Day. You can see my work there. Purchase a pair of earrings if you would like. They are made with love. I'm sending y'all so much love. I hope you can feel it. I hope you vibing with the new me and the new mindset and kind of like, the new direction I want to take the show and just talk about have deeper conversations. Um, if you're vibing with that, cool. If you're not cool, thank you so much for tuning in with me. You guys have a wonderful day. Happy father's day to all you beautiful fathers doing the right thing. You know, that, you know, doing what you need to be doing. We stand, we, uh, we, I love you, you know, like, thank you. And, you know, there are plenty of, plenty of other fathers that could learn from you, you know? So, shit, teach them. <laughs> teach them. <laughs> help them. <laughs> help them, okay? There's some niggas out here that need help in that department, all right? Um, but peace and love. I love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will catch you guys on the flippity flip on the next episode of The Shanny Show. Have a great day. Goodbye.